Welcome back, everybody. This is a podcast for February the 23rd, 2022. And um, following up from the former uh, or previous um, podcast, I wanted to just talk a little bit about what's going on in Ukraine, what's going on in Taiwan, and some of the things that I believe are pointing to uh, end times prophecy. Now, we know that the Revelation talks about prophecy. Isaiah talks about pro- uh, prophecy, and Ezekiel talks about prophecy, and specifically Ezekiel 38 uh, and Isaiah 17 <clears throat> talk about prophecy. Um, in Ezekiel 38, it talks about Damascus, which is in Syria, being a ruinous heap. Now, I think it's interesting that Russia has a large contingency force in Damascus, even as we speak, and that they are um, fortifying this city with their armaments. <clears throat> now, I, I didn't come up with this idea, but um, someone else who, um, someone else did, basically. But they believe that this theory uh, will be that Iran will smuggle a nuclear warhead into Damascus to be fired into Israel. Because as we know, Israel is hated by the Syrians. They're hated by Iran. They're hated by Iraq. And of course, uh, Russia stands to gain quite a bit. Uh, just There's a lot of oil and a lot of natural gas in Israel that could put a damper on what uh, what Europe gets from Russia as of right now. And so um, we believe, uh, a friend of mine, he and I are talking about this, we both believe that Russia, Turkey, and Iran, which is the old Persia, is going to form a coalition against Israel. And we see where... Let's back up, first of all. Uh, Ukraine was simply a staging area. Uh, this was, I believe, this is, you know, just my opinion. I believe that Ukraine was a staging area, that Crimea, uh, the peninsula um, outside of um, Ukraine, which is south and on the Black Sea, um, I believe that was taken because it was, it was a port for Russia. And otherwise, they, in other words, they would have to come all the way around north from where Norway is and then sail around um, uh, Europe and come back down into the the, uh, Black Sea and then down into the Mediterranean. With Crimea, the uh, Russians have a port where they they can bring everything to that port. They're looking for a direct route by land from Russia to Crimea. They don't want to go all the way around. They don't want to, you know, come in through Belarus. They want to come in through Ukraine. Now, Ukraine's always been a thorn in Russia's side, so to speak. And most people don't realize this, but Ukraine has only had its independence for 30 years. It's relatively new uh, for any country. And, of course, you know, with Belarus having a puppet president in there, um, I believe, if I remember correctly, in the last 24 hours, Russia has claimed that Belarus is now part of the USSR, uh, not as a country unto unto itself. So I believe the end goal was to secure Belarus and Ukraine and bring their forces through Russia 
um, and into Ukraine and into the Crimea Peninsula where they would board ships and then these ships would go down to um, to um, Syria. And um, Bashard, I believe, is the, um, the president of Syria, if I remember correctly. Anyway, there's been some infighting going on, civil war going on there for quite some time. Russia has been supplying armaments to um, the uh, Syrian government and they've been fighting off the... Um, the uh, rebels, and so I think the end game was to get the Crimea Peninsula fortif- fortified enough that they didn't have to worry about bringing their uh, trucks and and planes and whatever else they could get to the peninsula and to the port to be put on their aircraft carriers and then um, taken down to Syria. Um, the end goal was to destroy Israel. Um, now, we know that the Bible speaks of an alliance between Turkey, um, Iran, and um, Russia, which is Gog. And we know that the Bible speaks of this and, and that John saw this, you know, um, the, the, he saw the armies coming down. He described the colors of the armies, um, the hyacinth yellow and the, and the, or the sulfur yellow and the hyacinth red. And, you know, he talked about the colors because really, I mean, if you think about it, John... John, uh, the revelator, um, who revealed Revelation to us, um, only spoke and only wrote what he, what he could understand. Um, John himself did not have the presence of mind or the, uh, the experience or the frame of reference, so to speak, um, for, for gunships and, and flying machines like helicopters and airplanes and things like that. Um, in his time, that did not exist. And so he was doing his best to explain everything to us. And when he describes these things, it's, it's kind of interesting the way he describes them um, when he saw this. And uh, let me just go ahead and turn to Revelation here. Um, there we go. There we are. Um, anyway, um, Taiwan, of course, is a breakaway uh, province of China. They've, they've said that for years. China's going to do this. America, you know, I often wondered where America was during the tribulation because it doesn't really say that we are, we are, there's no mention of us, uh, you know, the eagle in um, Revelation, but they mentioned the bear, uh, which we know is Russia, and they mentioned the lion, which we know is Great Britain, and um, I believe there's a, uh, oh, what do you call it, the one that's Persian, um, the leopard. And <clears throat> America's, America has been removed um, from the equation. We, we are no longer a geopolitical um, stronghouse. We have, we have played ourselves out in America. Whatever usefulness we, we had um, is gone. We were here so Israel could become a nation. I believe that. And I believe that we were here to protect Israel all these years. Well, now we've sort of, um, we've lost our ability to be a real player on the, on the um, world stage. And I remember when Obama was elected, and the first time he was elected, I was disappointed. Um, we didn't really have a, a good... Um, Republican 
you know, that could have run and won against him. But what I have to understand and what the Lord, you know, wants us to know and his word says, so I know it's true, that um, God puts the rulers in authority. He puts them into place. He puts them into their, uh, into their positions. And so when Obama won the first time, I was, I was very upset. I was very, I was very um, distraught by the idea because, you know, Obama was, he was a progressive liberal, which was a scary thing. And um, we had had, you know, George Bush for so long. And we just, I don't know, excuse me, I'm so sorry. My afternoon nap is upon me. I, um, I felt a little less worried, you know, when, when the Republican was in there, although I should realize that God puts people in there for a reason. Now, God allowed Obama to win the first time, and God allowed him to win the second time, because I believe, and I'm setting this up as a, as a, um, a reference. If we go back to it, we can work away. We're going we're gonna to reverse engineer where we are today, okay? And so... God set it up where Obama was in there for two terms, enough that the people of America would vote someone like Trump in. Because Obama, you know, he went in with the idea, in fact, he made the statement, I'm going to fundamentally change America. Uh, and he did. He did. He changed it from, from the, we sort of transitioned with Obama. The, we, we moved from what the old America was to the new progressive liberalism or the liberal America. Now, for some people, that's, that's a good thing because they're liberals and they're progressive and they like the idea of, of moving in that direction. So for some people, for a lot of people, um, it, was, it was a good thing. It was a very, very good thing that, you know, that we, we transitioned from, from the uh, Republican conservative sort of um, approach into a progressive liberal uh, approach. And I get it for them. That's, you know, that their hope is in their government. Uh, my hope is not in my government. My hope is in Jesus Christ. Anyway, so Obama was elected the first time, then the second time. And only because Obama was elected twice and he did such a terrible, terrible job of destroying everything that the Republicans and the conservatives had done up to that point, we were able to vote in someone like Donald Trump. Now, I'm a huge Trump fan, always have been. I didn't always agree with what Trump said. I thought that you know, he was kind of like a, a sledgehammer, you know, when he when he spoke and did things. It was more like a sledgehammer approach, and um, that kind of hurt him, uh, put him in a bad light to a lot of people, but um, he was exactly what America needed. And um, when he was in the first term and then he ran the second term and he lost, um, I don't believe that he lost. I believe it was stolen from him. I do believe that he won the election, but... But God says he puts the power in. And so had Trump stayed in another four years, we would have been past the timeline of where God says his timeline um, for his word begins. And I'll explain that to you, too. And I've talked about this before, but I'm going to go over it again. Um, so Trump could not have won. Even if he won, he couldn't win. And I believe that was God. I don't believe it was man. I believe man thinks he did it, but I think it was just like when they crucified Jesus on the cross. They thought that the Roman guards were strong enough to crucify Christ on the cross, when, when in reality, they were not. Uh, Jesus gave his life um, independently and um, willingly. So um, now we've had 
Biden in the White House for two years. Now, there's a reason that the powers that be here in America that control Biden and actually control what's going on in America because Biden doesn't. He doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't even know what day it is, let alone where he is. But the powers that control him and these powers want a man who will just simply say yes to anything because he doesn't know what he's saying. Um, they, that's why the press has made Obama sound like he's the great communicator. They're, they're, they're not comparing him to Ronald Reagan, but they're using Ronald Reagan-esque uh, language to describe um, uh, Biden in such a way that it, it makes him come across as, you know, this, this incredible uh, statesman, this, you know, he's, he's just, you know, we're in such great hands because he's, you know, this wonderful president, when, when in reality he's not. The, uh, the media is just saying that so the people will think that Biden is in control when he's really not. It is a group of people, I don't even know who they are, but they're the ones who are really pulling the strings for Biden. And, you know, they're, they're, they're really, what they're doing is they're playing into the hand of God because God says these things must happen, these things must come to pass, okay? But, you know, in the Bible it says when you hear... Um, uh, safety and security. When you hear them say, you know, safety and security, safety and security, I think that's what it is. Um, that, you know, look towards the, the heavens because your redemption draweth not. Um, that is what Blinken, uh, the, the U.S. Um, State uh, Secretary of State, has said many, many times over and over and over and over and over again. In fact, you'll, you'll hear that repeated, that phrase, safety and security, you'll hear that repeated throughout most of the, um, the media mob. And so there's a job they're playing, and their job is to convince the American people and, and the world that Joe Biden is not the feeble, demented old man that he is, when in fact he really is. And so it's much like the emperor has no clothes story. And so now we have Biden in there who is allowing all these things to happen. He is essentially... Um, we have been gelded. We are, we are like a, a young horse who has been gelded. The U.S. is no longer the superpower it used to be. And we couldn't have been that had um, Trump been in office. Now, I talked about a timeline, okay, because I do believe that there is a timeline, and I believe it's been explained to us in, in, the, um, in the Bible. Um, now, the Bible speaks of when Israel becomes a nation, it was a prophecy, and it said, "When this nation be, when this, when these people become a nation, uh, in one day, that that generation shall not pass away. The generation that sees Israel become a nation shall not pass away until uh, the great and coming of the Lord." Now, that was 1947 that they declared their independence. They became uh, free in 1948. They became their own state. Israel became their own state. Now, 1948 to 2022 is, is 73 years. May the 14th, 2022 will be 73 years since that, since that generation that saw Israel become a nation in 1948. Fast forward to 20, 2022, May the 14th, that's 73 years. Now, the Bible... Revelation talks about um, 
seven years of tribulation, three and a half of the tribulation, three and a half of the great tribulation. Uh, one is worse than the other. Now, um, I am a firm believer that um, the Bible is, is clear and says that we will be taken away, uh, caught away. We call it the rapture, even though rapture is not in there. It's rapturo, which is the closest thing to it, which says basically we will be taken away. We will be removed. In fact, Jesus says, pray that you, you're taken and that you're, you're not, you don't have to endure the tribulation that's coming. And so to, to understand what Jesus is saying or what the prophecy is saying, you have to understand Hebraic roots. Hebraic roots are this. When a, when a Hebrew man falls in love with a woman, he gives her a chalice at a dinner, basically. And he says, this chalice or this, wine, this glass has wine in it. Take of this wine and drink it. If you drink it, then you accept my proposal to be my betrothed, to be my um, fiance, so to speak. And if she takes the wine and she drinks it, then that is she's drinking the wine to say, I accept his proposal. And then what he does is um, he promptly goes away to his father's house, wherever his father lives, whatever land that is, and he constructs a room to bring back his bride in. It's called the, the bride's chamber room. And that is where he can bring his bride back and they can be intimate and they can, you know, be married couple. Well, the feast of the wedding, once he comes back and gets the bride, you know, um, Jewish tradition says that, you know, the bride doesn't know when he's coming. She just knows to be ready and waiting for him. That's where we get the... the um, the story of the of the five vestal virgins, and we know that you know they were they were in their gown and they were waiting and they kept their lamps burning, and the reason they kept their lamps burning is because in the villages back then they didn't have street lamps, didn't know where the you know unless somebody had a light on somewhere you wouldn't really know where you were going. It was pretty pretty dark, so they kept their fires burning, which was a metaphor for keeping their spirit their you know. Uh, keeping the Holy Spirit within them, so um, alive and burning. So they were always watching and waiting for their bride, for the groom to come. Um, and so when the groom showed up, they would leave and he would take her away and he would take her back to his father's um, um, house where he had a room built. And then he would have the wedding feast. Well, the wedding feast would last for seven days. Seven days the wedding feast would last. And so during that seven day period, there would be, there would be uh, dinners and, and ceremonies and, and celebrations, and it would last for seven days. Well, now take what John said about the tribulation. The tribulation is seven years, okay? Three and a half, they call it three and a half good, three and a half bad, or three and a half pot prosperous, three and a half, um, you know, bad. Well, the Bible describes it as tribulation. And like no other tribulation that's ever been on the earth before. And then it says for the first three and a half years there'll be tribulation. Then the following three and a half years, the final three and a half years, which makes up seven years, will be the great tribulation. And these, these, this period of time is when uh, the Antichrist will come upon the scene. Um, the, the armies of the north will gather with the armies of Turkey and Iran, old Persia, and uh, they will come against Israel and that the Egypt will join in and um, that God will show up and destroy these nations that have come up against Israel. And this is towards the latter part of the tribulation time. So there's seven years 
that the Antichrist will be in control. Seven years. He will sign a seven-year pact with Israel and the nations surrounding him, a peace deal. Okay, now, what's going on in Syria is Damascus, where Damascus is inside of Syria, it is a stronghold for the for the Russian army. And I, I have heard that Iran already has the makings of a nuclear bomb. <clears throat> and it's because America backed away from the deal and Obama basically funneled $4 billion in cash to Iran so they could, you know, finish building their bomb because I believe um, Obama is part of the end times prophecy. Um, he will play a big role in the end times prophecy. And so as a result, they will, we think this is probably what will happen, this is my theory, that they will store the nuclear bomb in um, uh, Syria, in Damascus, and that Israel will catch wind of it, and Israel will send fighter planes over there, and they will destroy it, and it will set off the nuke, or they may just do a small nuke themselves, who knows. But Damascus becomes a ruinous heap, is what the Word of God says, that when Damascus becomes a ruinous heap, um, that God will, um, God will basically show up and say, you know, this is, I'm, I am God, and I am doing this on purpose, and um, the, the world will know. And apparently there's a earthquake that happens that is felt all around the world. Everywhere in the world, the earthquake is felt from the earthquake that occurs um, over there. So everything is pointing towards Damascus and Syria and Israel right now. And um, I believe that we are living in the, the very last moments. Now, I talked earlier about a timeline. Okay, remember 1948 to 2022? May the 14th is 73 years. Okay. Um, we know that the Bible says that a generation is from 70 to 80 years. If they be of strength, then it could be 80 years. Well, for it to be 80 years, that means that on the 80th year that it happens, okay, this generation that saw Jerusalem or saw Israel become a nation from that point in time, 1948, until 80 years later, the Lord comes back in 80 years later. Well, if you do the math, 1948 to 2022, okay, is 73 years. Now, the, the tribulation is only seven years. Do the math. 73 plus 7 is 80. Perfectly matches 80. 80 total years. And we know the end of tribulation is when Jesus comes back on the horse and he comes back and he takes he sets up his kingdom. And that's exactly what they say will happen. Well, we know that that is, that is within the timeline because if you do the math, it could only be this year. Now, my, my guess is that it will be before May the 14th, 2022 because I believe that will be borrowed time afterwards and that they only have seven years to make this happen. And so if you do the math, 1948 to 2022, May 14th, is 73 years. Take the seven years of the tribulation and add it to it. That makes it a total of 80 years. So from 1948 until 20, uh, what is it, 26? Let's see, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29. 2029, 
is um, when, when Jesus will come back in the clouds, and that's when he sets up his kingdom, and there's a thousand-year reign after that. So I believe we are seeing Revelation unfold before our eyes. You watch Israel, you watch, you watch um, Russia, you watch Turkey, and you watch Iran, because they're going to form an alliance together. And when that happens, if we're still here, then Ezekiel 38 is going to happen. There'll be a great earthquake. I believe will be taken before Ezekiel 38 is fulfilled, before Damascus becomes a ruinous heap. I think we will be taken in the rapture. The rapture is coming. We are, it is an imminent thing. It is going to happen whether people believe in it or not. And so I beseech you, if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, this is the time to do it. Make no mistake, when he comes and the rapture occurs, there'll be no second chance after that. You'll have to live through the tribulation. Chances are you're going to die. But what's going to happen before you die? So you've heard my plan of salvation on here. Um, I won't believe. Um, I won't go through it again, but I will say this. Except you believe upon the Lord Jesus Christ, you cannot be saved. No man comes to the Father but through the Son. Okay, He is the way, the truth, and the life. Anyway, I feel like I'm probably going to talk about this a little more because um, modern technology and, and the movement of Russian troops is making it much easier for me to point this out and show you that we're watching Revelation unfold before our eyes. Hope you got something out of this. Thanks for listening.